Are we verified on Twitter? No. No. <laughs> well, we're definitely not paying the $8 per month on Twitter. We could. But we're not going to. Welcome to Hero Hoopla. Hoopla! The unofficial podcast of saving the world from weird aliens and superheroes and everything in between. And Super Scroll. Super Scroll. We're back again this week for episode three of Secret Invasion, the newest television show from the world of the MCU. We're halfway done with the season. My goodness, it's flying by quickly. More mysteries, more secrets, more confusion, more plots unfolding before our eyes. The aliens are getting stronger. The aliens have infiltrated farther than we could ever have imagined. My goodness, we got so much to talk about today on the Hoopla Podcast. Thank goodness I am joined by the Hoopla Krupla to help me discuss all the events of Episode 3 of Secret Invasion. As always, I am joined by the lovely lore master, Andy Smith. Thanks, Jamie. Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things. DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I am excited to talk about Episode 3, and I'm on Scroll Watch. I don't know if you guys have any new Uh, scrolls in mind. Uh, There's a few that... uh, Who... Who's a scroll? Who could it be? Who could it be? My theory is that Chris Pio, the mastermind of the MCU himself, is a scroll. Is that correct, it's Chris me. Pio? It's me. I'm a scroll. I'm going to be the first super scroll to have a podcast. <laughs> yes, Chris Pio is here, ready to talk about episode three. You said it's flying by quick, and I agree with you, but things are heating up up at a breakneck pace and uh i can't wait for what the back half of this show has to offer but let's talk about episode three first speaking of heating up we got the fourth member of the hoopla Krupla here uh-oh, heating uh-oh, up some uh-oh. full english breakfast how Ooh. hot are those slices of tomatoes jake laxer they are toasty jamie claire let me tell you i put them in my gullet and turn me green <laughs> jake laxer here lover of all things tv and movies <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am so excited to be back. Uh, I know Chris actually returned for episode two. I abstained because, again, Maria Hill is not alive. <laughs> You're true. welcome, Chris. Um, so, yeah, here we are. We're going to do it. And uh, I, I actually really love this show. I, and I, uh, we'll dive into that. Yeah, we'll dive into that. I'm glad. Uh, it's a wonderful show. Uh, yeah, we got all sorts of fun stuff going on with the Hoopla podcast these days. If you want to stay up to date with everything, Chris, where can they find us? You can find us at Hoopla Podcasts, both on Twitter and Instagram, and now Threads? No. Uh, no, not Threads. We're but not maybe. Threads. Possibly. <laughs> we might. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully. We're keeping an eye on how to get you guys the best <laughs> Hoopla content available. So uh, if there's new social medias that we'd like to connect and engage with you guys on, just let us know and uh, maybe we follow you there. You can also find us on TikTok, maybe a little behind the scenes, little snippets from the show, anything that you might want to catch up on. You can find us at Hoopla Podcasts. Love it. Check out the links in the episode description. Uh, And if you want to support the show, you can give us a review, a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Tell all your friends about it. Get as many of your wonderful nerdy friends joining the hoopla as you can. Uh, Another way to support the show is by getting some of our sweet merch. Andy, what you got for us? Check out hooplapodcastnetwork.square.site for the the official t-shirt, sweatshirt, premium hoodie, and some of our holocron hoopla and hobbit hoopla merch as well. Go go back and uh, check out some of those old episodes if you like to get into the rings of power or maybe some of the past Star Wars shows. It has been quite some time since we've gone back to Middle Earth. It might be time for another rewatch of Ooh, the Lord oh, of the Rings. Oh man, rewatch, uh, rewatch. So go check out our Twitter to see when we decide to do that. And without any further ado, let's get into this episode right after a quick break. It's me. I'm a scroll. It's me. Chris is a scroll. No, you had to sing something from Speak Now. Her, it's Taylor's version. Just came out today. Well, give us a, some flavor quick, there. What, what, are, what are some songs oh, on you, that album? Do you, do you need a little track list? I need you to sing oh. Speak Now. Uh, I don't want to do that. Okay. She wears short skirts. I have green skin. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back to the Hoopla Podcast, everybody. Should we talk about Indiana Jones? We should not. We should talk about 
Episode 3 of Secret Invasion. My goodness. Jake, we were talking earlier, and you're saying how much you absolutely love this show. I do absolutely love this show. Oh, I will. Okay. Thank you for asking, uh, because I was just going to do it myself. Um, Jamie Claire, let me tell you why. This show has had some of the best dialogue interactions between its its actors and characters that I've seen out of any Marvel show. Um, We have Ben Mendelsohn, Samuel L. Jackson, Don Cheadle, Amelia Clark. Uh, who's Bravik? Rip. Who's Who's Bravik? Who's uh, Bravik uh, is Kingsley Kingsley Benadir. Then we have you know Colby Smolders. Uh, you know you you mentioned no, it last time. Shooter McGavin, uh, <laughs> Charlene <laughs> Woodard. Honestly, there have been so many scenes that I've just been so gr- in, like enthralled by the conversation, and it's just the stakes seem so interesting, and I. I truly just have been so entertained, and I'm just very, very pleased with how they've been taking the show. And I can, t- I hope that Marvel continues to do shows like this, where they can take espionage and sort of put their own twist on it, where you know the spy isn't necessarily the main character, but all of the characters and the spy is you know trying to figure that out. So I think it's a great take. Well done, Disney Plus. Keep keep this rolling. I hope I hope it maintains its speed because it is. It is Secret Invasion's great. Perfect. That's my take. Tune in again next week for episode four. (laughs) That's the show. Incredible. We don't need anything else. (laughs) Oh, and Andy left. He truly believed that that was the end. Uh, Jake, I can't uh, agree with you more that the A-list cast here is really making this Marvel show shine more than maybe some other Marvel shows who did have some good cast and brought in some good outside of the MCU people. When we look back at the MCU in 10, 20, 30 years from now, who knows if it'll ever end, we're going to see that the A-list celebrities across the board, across all the MCU, TV, movies, anything you want, video games even, is impressive in itself. But when you dive down into this particular show, I agree that this is the best cast maybe we've seen on any Marvel show. Uh, it, it's certainly showing. I, one newcomer here, Charlene Woodard, who who plays Priscilla, which is Fury's wife, outstanding. She she's I agree. done a, a, a number of things, including her most probably biggest claim to fame, is working with M Night Shyamalan on uh, the Unbreakable and Glass series. Those those trilogy oh, yeah, of films, yeah. uh, as well as other things. But just in this show and in coming into an MCU project and working with someone like Samuel L. Jackson. I think she stole the show of this particular episode and should certainly be commended for it among those other A-list actors. Yeah, certainly takes mm-hmm. quite the talent to one-up Sam Jackson on the screen. Right. But she she was great. Uh, the, all the actors are fantastic. And I mean, as long as we're talking about Priscilla, let's get into the plot a little bit. The oh, very yeah. last shot of this episode, she pulls a gun out of a security deposit box and then goes at the phone with somebody. An unseen voice. Which sounds mm. a little bit like, like my friend, Don. my close personal friend, Donnie <laughs> the Cheed Man. Yeah, it's Don. <laughs> it's got to be Donnie. Does that mean he's a scroll? <sighs> I think we all had our suspicions. We've all had yeah, our suspicions. This is true. We, we've said it before. We'll say it again. We just don't know. There's, there's no way to know anything in this show. But one thing we do know is that she's definitely taking calls away from Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. She wants to meet up with Gravik. She wants to do something that Fury's not known about. Is she double-crossing Fury? Is she secretly on the same side as Fury, but trying to do things her own way? We just keep getting more and more questions every single episode, and I have no idea. She's an intel agent, right? We learned that from the get-go when they show that flashback scene back in, I don't know, I'll say 77. That sounds right. That's the year Star nope. Wars. We'll go with that. Not, not nope. even, nope. Not okay. even Ninety-five, <laughs> outstanding. Couldn't have been a better maybe. year. Ninety-seven. See, there's my seven. Um, but we go, you know, we see that flashback scene when they're in the coffee shop, and you know, he's they're discussing that this is her new face, and like, what day of the week is it? That's kind of a funny pun. I actually really, or not pun, but that was a funny joke. I did enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's an intel officer that's undercover in a secret agent sort of organization, and you know, what's to say that she doesn't have her own, you know, mission or sort of standard that she has to do for her, you know, her 
self. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, you're right, Chris. There might be other motivations at play, but I I don't know. We'll see. She's going to, at the I very least, know. team up with our know. friend War Machine next episode, Possibly. presumably. You mean Green Machine? <laughs> so you yeah. guys. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so you definitely think that was Rhodey's voice. I mean, it sounds like Don Cheadle. It sounded oh, like yeah. the No, Don that was Man. Don Cheadle. Okay, confirming sure the voice is one thing. Confirming that if there's some sort of scroll mimicking the voice, which don't forget, oh, that's we true. saw that earlier in this episode. Yeah, just a Talos, few minutes prior. Yeah, Talos picks up a phone and mimics a voice. Uh, you know, it's explained in previous instances of the scrolls way back in Captain Marvel, things like that, that they have to see someone to be able to mimic them. And additionally, uh, Taylor's mentions that it is, uh, you know, hard to do. It takes practice. You have to prepare and get good at mimicking someone. And that goes into what they've shown at the beginning of this show as well. The longer you spend mimicking someone, the harder it is to detect. You guys remembered that and when I didn't earlier. But it's something where I... I, I don't know if we can really confirm if it's Rhodey because it's who knows it's these voice either Rhodey or a scroll. That's certain. There we go. Thank God we've narrowed it down. <laughs> every single question for every single character this entire show will be it's either that person or a scroll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think so. I got to admit something, guys. I am not loving this show at the very least i didn't like this last episode wow. very much okay and Interesting. i found myself just being kind of uninterested while the episode was happening and like 30 30 minutes after i watched the episode i was hanging out thinking about what we're going to say on the podcast and i couldn't remember pretty much anything that happened in the episode it all just kind of happened it was like oh is this person a, a scroll or a human or is it a a good guy scroll or a bad guy scroll is he and i think they're just there are too many different factions working together and we don't know enough for the story to really grab me like every single thing is a question every single person on screen we have a question of who they are every single conversation that two people have we have a question of are they on the same team or opposite teams right. and there's just too many questions that there's no foundation for us to rely on to know where the story's going. I'm going to flip the script on you. That's totally intentional. You know, the, the whole concept is, well, is to, yeah. to walk in the <laughs> shoes of Nick Fury and not know what the hell or who the hell is a scroll or what's going on. I, I think, yeah. you know, as the viewer, we're supposed to feel that, right? Um, but I, I don't disagree with that. But even if it is intentional, it's still, there's too much confusion for me to personally enjoy it. We got the same thing with right. She-Hulk. She-Hulk intentionally made a bad show to say that we're made, making a bad show. But at the end of the day, it's not a good show. Okay, hold on now. <laughs> this is not talking about She-Hulk, which I actually really enjoyed. This is honestly I was hilarious be on your take. side, Jamie. <laughs> what it's I'll say that to boy. that, Jake, is like if, for instance, I'm not a fan of the horror genre or scary movies in general. I, I, you intended to make a scary movie. That's great for people that enjoy that. This show doesn't have. An intent. I think that's what Jamie's saying. It's there's so many questions and confusion that there's nothing to really kind of ride on and, and hope for and be like, okay, yeah, we're rooting for Nick Fury. That's great. But who even is, do we even know if that's the real Nick Fury? Yeah, I mean, maybe like we can, we don't even know who the protagonist is. Yeah. Maybe mm. he got swapped in the first episode and we're all just watching a scroll Nick Fury and, and we kind of get. A culmination of that. Now, I will say this episode had my favorite scene so far from this show. I think you guys can probably pick that scene out without me having to say it. For our listeners here, that scene in the diner where uh, Talos stands up to leave and everyone around him turns into Grog. Now, yeah, that, that was cool so dope. It was something we prophesied that would happen to Nick Fury, but it was just as cool and effective that it happened to Talos. And I think they crushed that scene i really yeah. wish that scene wasn't in the trailer agreed yeah it was in the and trailer away from the surprise yeah oh man oh, yeah i that, had forgotten that but i still, did not it was, see that in the it trailer. was an incredible scene to have him stand there and then, it, yeah. like he stands up aggressively and 
every single person is a scroll. You know, they think they're meeting in some public place like you do when you're conversing with the enemy, but right. nope, never going to okay. be public. Well, good thing you didn't remind me of that the first time or before the episode. <laughs> you're welcome. I did think that scene was effective. I thought the dialogue in this episode was a little weird. Uh, when Gravik is pouring the sugar and he's like, I like a little espresso with my sugar. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was, like, some men in black situation where the giant cockroach, like, needs all of the sugar to survive. (laughs) It was kind of, it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, it's the second time we've seen (laughs) Gravik put a shitload of sugar into his coffee. Right. And also the second time we've seen him not drink the coffee. Maybe Gravik has diabetes. You don't know. Oh, he doesn't drink the coffee? Oh, that's interesting. We Can scrolls get diabetes? Someone get a, a doctor on the phone. That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and then can they turn into somebody without diabetes? Oh, Speaking of I doctor. Mean, they do need energy to transform. I don't know. Something uh-huh. consider- <laughs> yeah, speaking of doctor. Well, speaking of doctor, we do need to talk about the actual doctors in this show who are doing a little bit of biology and attempting to maybe reconfigure that DNA we saw earlier. We get our kind of first mm. glimpse in full of the hydron power collider i don't know whatever that machine is but clearly it's going the to super turn... scrollatizer the scrollatizer is a great <laughs> Ooh, name i love that, that. is new band name. name called it uh, <laughs> but uh the scrollatizer has seemingly already worked now talos at the end of that previous scene we were talking about does kind of get the upper hand pun intended and the hand. lower hand. And the lower, there you go, <laughs> on uh, on our friend Gravik here, but doesn't seem to matter. He's already been manipulated with DNA. He's got that extremis flowing through him. That's right. Shout out to Iron Man 3. That's the first Iron Man 3 shout out that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, when that happened on screen, I immediately turned to Lana and I was like, did that actually just occur? Was that an Iron Man 3 reference? I couldn't believe oh, that. Yeah. I couldn't actually yeah. believe that they brought that movie back. They're bringing it all back. They're bringing back Thor 2. They're bringing back Iron Man 3. Oh, no. So does this mean Pepper Potts is going to be more prevalent in the future of the MCU? That You got to start asking that question then, too. I hope not. She was cured of because extremists. Was she? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how she didn't die. Because everybody else in Iron Man 3 okay. who had the superhero exploded put into them exploded and died that's right that's right okay uh but yeah it is interesting so we have the first confirmation of a scroll with superpowers and we have at the very end of the episode a second scroll that maybe has superpowers and didn't actually die when she got shot by gravik amelia clark's gaia is possibly dead but are we gonna have two out of the first three episodes end with a main character getting shot by gravik and fully dying i doubt it this one's a fake out for sure i don't know and i'll tell you what it's gonna sound kind of against my previous wishes but i kind of hope that they stick with this death now i was I didn't think the Maria Hill death was warranted they used it as shock value and it just didn't feel very good in the terms of what she could have provided to this show as a character. But to knock out a big, big, big actress like Amelia Clark in episode three, when I don't think really anyone was expecting it, this was an effective kill. And I do agree that maybe this one should stay the way it is. As effective as that kill scene was to have Gaia die like that, I gotta say, I, at first I was like, oh man, that was crazy. That was like the coolest thing that's happened. Right in the show so far and then about four seconds later i was like oh wait a minute i'm watching an mcu thing that means the death isn't real she's gonna come back she's gonna have superpowers that she got from the same scrollatizer that gravit got his superpowers in now she's gonna heal just like he did oh it's gonna be a fake out the the deus ex machina you think it's an actual machine at this point (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) for once Ah, well, that could be the case. She could have already been scrolltized, and and maybe it's a fake out. I don't know. I, I do we see a future for Amelia Clark in the MCU? I, there's no doubt she's an astounding actor. I I don't believe there's any you know qualifications to be made there. I just think uh, she's got other things going on. Do we think 
continuing with MCU is is a plan for her. We can or, I mean, about just that, but... even if doesn't if she doesn't continue in the MCU, she's still got three episodes left. True. That's why I think no one was expecting it. Jake, what are your thoughts on the uh, in cold Gaia Daya? The Gaia Daya. Did Gaia Daya? <laughs> Did someone kill Maria Hill? You are on fire today, my friend. Oh, I thank you. I'm in no hurry to talk about Nick Fury. Eh, a bit of a stretch, but I'll give it to you. Gravik is a dick. Yeah, <laughs> am I getting worse? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gravik is a dick. I would agree with you, Chris. Uh, that was a pretty powerful death uh, by Amelia Clark there on screen uh, for Gaia's character. Um, I felt... Perhaps in terms of the total story arc, though, a little premature, uh, just because, you know, such a, you know, renowned actress, A, and B, I didn't feel as though Gaia's betrayal to Gravik was earned yet. It, it seemed very expedited in terms of, okay, she's been working with Gravik for years and years, and now her father, Talos, pops into the the picture and she's like now having a second thought all of a sudden and so she's now sending yeah. messages and intel and then she goes and betrays the entire facility she knocks out two guards and and then proceeds to steal in like classified information it, it just seems very very expedited very forced um it seems and convenient. i wish it was drawn out a little yeah sure sure and for that reason hashtag she's not dead she's not dead it's oh, the second time we're saying Gaia it didn't show. die yeah Gaia didn't yeah die. Gaia did not die andrew your thoughts do we think amelia clark is done for yes Jake or Chris, I do think that Amelia Clark, Gaia is dead. Yeah. But my theory is Amelia Clark, the human, is not dead. Signing on that actress in episode in for three episodes, there's an opportunity mm, here to introduce cool. <laughs> another character oh. played by Amelia Clark, who is the human version that is in, you know, in graphic uh graphics layer. That that's hmm. maybe a little outlandish. But just signing on Amelia Clark for three episodes, which she did a spectacular job, I just think this is a, a great opportunity to keep a character around or an actress around going forward. Oh. And maybe that can play into what happens to these humans that have been captured. Their thoughts have been, you know, uh, they, they're, they've essentially gone through a body snatcher type incident. Play that out through the Amelia Clark uh, actress. Um, I, that's it. That's a theory, right? Mm. Oh, that would be very cool. I, I do like have one that. question. I do is like that. Game of Thrones canon within the MCU? Because if it is, <laughs> what if Amelia Clark is playing Amelia Clark? Wow, <laughs> how <laughs> crazy would that be? That so is saying that, that is Gaia meta. Scroll took that over. That is meta. Took over canon Amelia Clark's body. Yeah, and just world didn't famous. know that she was a world famous actor. <laughs> Walking around the streets of London as Amelia Clark. <laughs> has anyone here seen, has there been a reference to Game of Thrones? There has to have been a Game of Thrones reference Great question. in the MCU. Because in that case. I don't think so. I mean, There's Game no of Thrones way. and Amelia Clark is candid. I, I would love that. But Disney does not own the property. You know, we see the death. You see that it's a female scroll. But more than that, you can't really make out who that character is. We don't really know what Gaia's natural form looks like other than as a child. So are we kind? Are we pretty convinced this is the Gaia character? Yeah, Gravik I mean, there's, wouldn't have let that slip, right? There's yeah. nothing to go off of to assume it's anybody other than Gaia. And if it is, then that would just be silly. So, Jamie, your opinion is of... She's not dead. And episode four, what? We wake up. Mm. Or, or And Andrew, this is where your part comes in. We wake up in the labs. That per, that that real body wakes up. Maybe that's how episode four starts. And that could be cool to see. That could be. I, I don't know. That's a twist in turn that only this secret invasion show can really pull off. You know, like that does kind of that. That's True. kind of in line with a Captain America Winter Soldier type plot twist. 
So um, who knows? Maybe that's not the case. Maybe that is Gaia. But just having Amelia Clark for three episodes, it doesn't seem, you know, her caliber. You sign that that character on for a full season. For sure. I was just going to say, likely due to property, uh, properties and franchise issues, more likely not Game of Thrones, but Star Wars, perhaps she's Kira from Solo. And she's in this universe. <laughs> well, Star Wars is definitely canon in uh, the MCU. Often, yeah. Star Wars has been referenced. That's my so. point. <laughs> that's maybe not my point. Shows. Who knows? There might be a full. We know that. that's confirmed. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's uh, the original trilogy, and that's it. You know, actually, I think Tom Holland did, or uh, Peter Parker did mention uh, uh, Empire twice. I think. He makes two references. He also I think mentioned Empire, Alien. that old movie. Yeah. No, that old movie was Alien. That's from Infinity okay. War. I love that line. Yeah, and in Civil War, he mentions uh, the Snowspeeder on Hoth taking down the oh, AT-AT to, to Big Ant-Man. Yeah. All right, so theory confirmed. Amelia Clark in episodes four through six of Secret Invasion will be playing <laughs> Amelia Clark. The human, the real life human. Hell yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be incredible. One use of the scroll copycat abilities I really did like seeing was in this episode, and it's the the submarine technicians, the naval technicians. Mm. They kind of steal the, the yeah. uh, military police officers. They steal their identity. They get the documentation, and that's their mission. That's where we follow Beto, uh, you know, kind of our young fledgling uh, in his first mission. And I thought that scene was very cool. Felt like, you know, like old classic uh, Red Hunt for Red October, War Games, stuff like that. And then... Talk about expediting a little bit, Jake. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that the fact that there was going to be a missile strike from from sea to air on a UN plane was a bit of an escalation as far as the you know format uh. of the season's going. But we did have a bombing in Moscow, so maybe not. Yeah, anything goes. My question is, what the hoopla <laughs> was up with Gravik's plan here? So on one hand, he was saying that this plan was just so that he could figure out who the rat was, which we found out was Gaia who has now died. Right. But on the other <laughs> hand, he sent he sent three people to go into the submarine when he also had a scroll uh, who has taken over Robert Fairbanks, Bob, right. who's in charge of this whole thing. Bob. Who has the control to just say, shoot this missile. The people in the submarine, the scrolls in the submarine, serve no purpose other than they're just in the submarine. So why did he have them both go down there impersonating the people who are actually flipping the switch, pulling the trigger, as well as having a scroll be uh, Commander Fairbanks who gives the order. I would argue just as a self, uh, failsafe, you know, just in case they can't convince one of the operatives to turn the key, then mm. someone is still there that's re like ready and willing to push the button. But that didn't work. I guess. <laughs> but that didn't, it didn't work. There's definitely multiple levels to you know, how do we mitigate any, like, what are our contingencies for this plan? But in the end, he sends essentially three elite operatives to their death to, you know, rat, like, find out who the rat is, who ended up being Gaia. Now, it seemed like he would have probably been fine if that fit, if that plan actually did move forward, right? It's almost just the, the baseline was you find out who the rat is. If that did happen, are they even ready at this point to, you know, to actually fight off, like create this this uh, this war between the humans, because I don't think that they are ready. Other than maybe some of the scrolls are super now, but it did seem like a very odd plan, right? And why was Fury not able to stop the plan? Like we've been hearing for the first two episodes, how Fury has become a shell of his former self. He's not the same as he was before the snap. He's lesser than he was. He's getting you know, made fun of by pretty much every character he talks to <laughs> as to how weak and how much of a scaredy cat he's been hiding in space this whole time. And I guess now we do finally see that he's less competent than we usually see Nick Fury being because he is unable to stop this plan when he goes to uh, Fairbanks' house with Talos to try to stop him. Fury does, uh, he threatens to kill a kid and that's it. Yeah, 
it, it, the intimidation. He also uh, that was a cool scene referencing way way back. He channeled his say his, it. Uh, say it. Say uh, it. Well, I mean, what line do you want me to say from Pulp Fiction? Yes! Obviously, but he, ch- yes. he channeled Jules way back. <laughs> shot shot a guy in the knee. So you know, I, I think that's a testament more to the victim more than than Nick Fury. Uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely not the same. He couldn't get it out of him. I I was just waiting for the line, English motherfucker. Do you speak it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Total Pulp Fiction vibes. I was absolutely loving that scene. Uh, and I like the, you know, back and forth between Ben Mendelsohn there as ta- as Talos and Nick Fury just sort of playing the interrogation role as good cop, bad cop. I thought it worked very effectively. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Another question that I have, I have a lot of questions and concerns about this episode. I apologize for not <laughs> being the regular hoopla it's self. Some, it's convoluted in some ways, Jamie. Why the hoopla did scroll version of Commander Fairbanks care about this kid? Unless it's also a scroll kid pretending to be that's a, that's a Fairbanks's kid. Uh, yeah. Presumably it's regular human kid. I thought the same thing where, so a scroll goes and they take all the memories of said human. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that person who now has those memories, presumably, wouldn't make human-like attachments. Correct. And so if you're embedded in a situation where you have a family or you're acting as the father figure to this growing child over how many years, we don't even know how many years that Bob had been in place uh, in in. That's true. That's a good point. At that point, does does the scroll finally, you know, get some of the humanity that Gravik doesn't doesn't necessarily want? Um, Mm. But then, couldn't you argue that all these scrolls who have been in human form for however many years have taken the memories of everything, and now they don't want to kill all the humans because now they have the memories of what it is to be a human and to exist on Earth as humans? So I think. Following that logic, you would get to a point where the scrolls don't have this sort of animosity towards humans. They have more of an understanding and don't want to wipe right? them from the earth. Right. It, in the end, that's Talos's uh, his side of the argument. Meanwhile, you have the new scroll general Gravik, who is has a kind of a vengeful backstory um, overall. So it's it's the dichotomy of you know when you go and you implant yourself into a society, do you take you know the attributes of of the host that you have and you become a human along with the rest of them. Talos loves humans. Gravik is fine to start this war and wipe them from mm-hmm. the face of the earth. So it's that it's that teetering back and forth. And I, I, you can see even in the, the council, one of the council members made the decision, no, I'm stepping away. And I think that's for the last three episodes. I'm interested to see how many people join Talos on that side, because it seems like there's not many right now, but maybe the farther Gravik goes... And the more he pushes on these super scrolls and starts causing devastation, you know, those that dichotomy is going to increase and increase. And maybe we'll see a scroll on scroll war. I don't know. Theory music. Theory music. Get the man is theory music. <laughs> no, that's a great take, Andy. Um, yeah. But, I mean, what's to say with all of that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it what's better myself, Jakey. Thank you. All that. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. All Beautiful. those things that happened. <laughs> all those things. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think we're a little scrambled on this episode because, in truth, this episode was a little bit scrambled. I. I'm struggling to find kind of like main plot points to talk about, except, of course, for the the big death scene. I don't know. You're right, Jamie. There's so many questions. I am enjoying it. I want to see where this goes, but I'm kind of ready for seeing where it goes. I think this show in particular would have benefited from coming out all at the same time. Thoughts on that? Mm. I I had that thought last night. That's interesting. I It is stressful having to wait all you know a week between each episode because we're getting so few answers yeah in each episode that it would be nice to kind of binge through and get all the answers but it's also i i like this 
slow release schedule so we can think about things we can theorize about things like i wouldn't I have agree. had time to think about what it means that uh roadie was the one on the phone with priscilla at the end yeah. if i just went straight mm-hmm. into the next episode no let me clarify generally i prefer a, a elongated schedule you know week by week or something like that maybe act one act two i think this show in particular would have benefited yeah give us some I dang was, I was answers actually- I was thinking of it from almost a different way, Chris, where I feel like they're speeding through a lot of situations very quickly Mm -hmm. to the point of in this episode, many things happened sequentially. And really all I can remember is the ending to to Gaia's story there. Whereas Mm. if this was maybe an eight episode season and they could maybe elongate some of these arcs to really hone in on what's happening, the, you know, the bombing of the UN plane, that was, you know, a quick 15 minute portion of the episode, right? Yeah. But then there's other storylines that are happening with Sonia Fallsworth, um, you know, other characters, you know, Nick Fury's wife, who's a scroll. There's so many things to think about what's happening with Don Cheadle's character, you know, Nick and mm-hmm. Talos and how what's there, you know, they're the, all the history. So they're going through so many things so quickly. It's hard to stay focused on, you know, what's actually happening in a specific episode. Now, not th- I think that would help potentially. I also like all of these different scenes. Like this has been this is my cup of tea in the MCU, um, just because the acting is absolutely stellar. Right. But I, mm-hmm. I I think maybe if they you know six episodes, they're doing a lot, and we're halfway through the season, but they're doing a lot very quickly. I like that. And maybe you could have had you know Agent Ross stick around for a full episode before dying in the intro. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if we did really lose. Gaia, you know, if there's an eight episode, ten episode season, you could have had more Amelia Clark. I like where you're coming from there. It's just Jamie's right. We're just not getting any answers. We're halfway done, and it just kind of there's nothing really to to root for because we still have I, the same exact questions about every single character. Yes, except exactly. the only question we don't have, the only character we don't have questions about is Gravik because we know he's a bad scroll. Every yes. single other character that ever sets foot on screen, we have to ask: Is this a human or a scroll? Is it a good scroll or is it a bad scroll? Are they lying? Are they telling the truth? Is it a good human or a bad human? We have to ask that for every single character on screen, which just gets tiresome. To be fair, though, that is the storyline of Secret Invasion yeah. in the comic right. storyline. Exactly. Like, that is Who what is they're that? playing on trust. screen. And, but, and that's the, the theme of this spy thriller. Yes, and, and Jake did mention that earlier. But I think mm-hmm. we need to be grounded with one character that we can trust. Like if we could trust Nick Fury as the sole protagonist, if we got to see inside his mind a little bit more to know that he's a human and we can trust Mm. everything that he does, then we can start to see the confusion from a new perspective. Where we're at right now, we don't know if this is the real Fury. We don't know if he's a scroll. We don't know if there's multiple Nick Furies running around, one real, one scroll. So every single thing's a question. Here's the one thing that's holding me to the fact that he's human. The fact that they showed him as a scroll in Far From Home, I feel like would be overplaying it if he was also a scroll in this show. I, I feel like it would be overkill. So that's that's sort of my one piece of evidence that I'm using to hold on to to say that he is human, but it, it's not definitive. You're right. Yeah. I mean, More actually, questions. to me, we I think there's an opportunity. What? I, and, and <laughs> I know, Jamie, you're like, who is it? Is it a scroll? Is he not? I mean, there's an opportunity that there's two separate Nick Furies here. Yeah. I don't know if we want to throw out that, there that already were. theory right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I say there, go for there it. Were. We, we see Fury acting mildly different in, in certain situations. We see just from a costuming perspective, he's got those very distinctive glasses that he sometimes wears and sometimes mm. he goes... Yep. unbespectacled and is that a little clue i don't know um i don't know man i'm confused is he Someone wearing green is he wearing <laughs> green that could work <laughs> when you talk about little clues we did learn that and this has been said before in captain marvel that no one calls him nick nick that it, was so good now that was so good after i watched the episode obviously i did a little research online there were people saying oh that's Rhodey's voice I agree with that part. And then they were going back to the previous episodes, and apparently Rhodey did call mm-hmm. Fury Nick one time during their diner scene. 
But listeners, I'm telling you, do not let that be misrepresented. He also calls him Fury three times in that same conversation. He only calls him Nick when they start getting close and personal. Now, my question to you all is, was that a heated discussion where he was, in fact, calling him Nick as ter- in terms of a long-term friendship business association type of thing? Because he calls him Fury three other times, so I just don't know. <laughs> Jamie is in shambles for, for answering all these questions. <laughs> hey, hey, the the directors and writers do. know what they're doing, right? This is the point of right. the secret One invasion can story. Hope. So I think they're putting in they're putting in Easter eggs for us to talk about and dive into and keep on keep, throughout like that Nick comment. They know that. I mean, if they don't right. know, then very intentional. The, we need to yeah. bring it back a little bit, MCU. Yeah. But those are the types of Easter eggs that they're planting to give. Well, a casual viewer would not know that Don Cheadle is that character is potentially a scroll. You right. would just think that, oh, that's a past friend. They're falling out, but they're giving us a little the breadcrumbs along. And I think when we get into the fourth and fifth and sixth episode, especially these things are going to connect. And every one of these, yeah, you would hope. It's like the the map on the wall, right? Uh, the, the map yeah. on the wall like is the crazy guys. to this, and and it's a classic. It goes back to like these classic '80s spy thrillers that they're connecting all these pieces. Right now, it's a little, you know, there's just so many but questions the, you don't know. The spy thrillers of old only had one layer to it. There was a, a, a good spy, and then there was a bad spy who was working for a guy that wanted to make an atom bomb. We have that. But is this we have Oppenheimer? That extra <laughs> Barbie. Barbenheimer. <laughs> is this advertising? This is Barbie. Yeah, we've Mission been sponsored, Impossible Dead we've been sponsored by Christopher <laughs> Nolan to promote. This show <laughs> makes me want the Barbie movie so bad because I'll know yes. who the characters are. Just give me a simple Although little they're message. They're all Barbie and they're all Ken. Teach me a moral. It's so simple. <laughs> Hide some dirty jokes in some not innuendos. <laughs> how many Kens are scrolls? How many Barbies oh, are God, scrolls? That's that what I'm me. trying to figure Please out. Please don't let the scrolls infiltrate <laughs> other franchises. <laughs> Property was a scroll. <laughs> I do like, in theory, all these Easter eggs, the breadcrumbs being let uh, let out each episode, the trail of breadcrumbs. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, but like that thing with. <laughs> Uh, Rody saying Nick. That's yeah. a great little clue to say, oh, he's a scroll. And if that was like a confirmation for sure that he's a scroll, yes. then boom, all of a sudden this show jumps up a notch. But since every single thing in the show, aside from the two known facts, which is Nick Fury doesn't want every human on earth to die, and Gravik Hill is a is bad dead. guy. Oh. <laughs> that's not even known we only know two things and aside from that that's we true. know literally nothing and um i hope that they i hope that they land the plane with this one and tie everything together nicely because it could potentially be a fantastic story that we go back and watch this season right. many many times to go catch all the little clues that they were leading into but mm-hmm. at this point we know nothing they may be dropping hints that, you know, for things that we'll see in the Marvels in the upcoming movie um, mm, that we sure. don't even recognize until the end of the season. So yeah. it might be, it, I think it definitely will be worth a rewatch. This is one of those shows that, that will have a lot of content in there for us to sort of decipher. You think it definitely will be worth a rewatch. Hmm. There's a Oop-la! 60% chance that it's 100% going to be good. <laughs> we can only hope. It's true. You like how convoluted that was there, Chris? After after I finish this episode, there is one really, and I think we've talked about this in the past, there's one really refreshing part of this series, which is while this is a crazy, you know, you, who who done it? spy thriller confusing alien maybe storyline just the fact that this is earth-based and there's it's not multiverse based is so refreshing to me true because we've been inundated across every mm. single superhero property, inundated. multiple universes. Ooh. At this point, it's just good to see a storyline with Nick Fury, his friend Talos, 
trying to take on some evil and save humans on Earth. You know, like that's Mm -hmm. we've missed that. Even though this is a massive storyline, it's not the universe. This universe will end or this universe will end. It's just it's an Earth based storyline it's it's a refreshing cup of tea for sure it's, a refreshing. it's literally would, phase one through three <laughs> well it, it just <laughs> would you rather fix the quantum multiverse after breaking it or would you rather stop a secret invasion of mysterious shape-shifting aliens who you can't tell apart from regular humans i mean pick your battles aliens <laughs> i vote aliens <laughs> Alien. Um, I do, as as much as I have been complaining about the lack of any confirmation in this show, I am enjoying it. It's confusing and weird, and I can't wait to see where it goes over the second half of the season. Uh, so thank you all for listening to this episode of the Hero Hoopla podcast. Tune in again next week for episode four and the week after that and the week after that. Hopefully at that point we'll have all the answers for you and we'll be discussing how fantastic the show finished up but in the meantime let's get some ratings hoopla style on episode three of secret invasion we'll go on a scale of one to ten and while you're at it maybe i don't know tell me your favorite part of the episode or tell me what little secret you're most looking forward to uncovering in the second half of the season chris what do you think I'll start us off here. I'll start with my rating. This was probably the weakest episode so far, even though it did have some real highlights. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, I think when we talk about rating the individual episodes, I think we have to leave the acting out of it because just top to bottom across all three episodes, the performances have been amazing. So when I rate Mm -hmm. this episode, I'm rating on everything except acting ability and prowess. And this was the weakest episode so far. Some of the dialogue was really strange. I didn't really buy a lot of the scenes. Uh, We did talk about that one scene that we were hoping would happen to Nick Fury, where we did get all of the scrolls show up and surround one of our friendly characters. And that was my favorite scene so far in this show, even though you did reveal that it was in the trailer. Uh, So I'm glad that I forgot that before viewing that particular scene because it was very cool to me and thus my favorite part of the episode. But uh, rating here, 6.5. I think it's the weakest so far, but I'm still excited for what's to come. Love it. What'd you think, Jakey? Yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed actually this episode. Uh, I enjoyed the second episode for me. The first episode I found was the weakest. I, I was kind of struggling to get into buying into Secret Invasion. But now that we're here, uh, again, speaking to what Chris said, the acting, the acting in this series is outstanding. Um, and for that, I'm consistently captivated by, you know, the interactions and dialogue between the different characters on the screen. Um, that being said, you know, we talked about how things are being a little rushed just because it is a six six show miniseries. Um, and so we've seen that, uh, especially with Amelia Clark's death. But for this episode, you know, I'm still very, very enthralled. Going to give it a solid eight. Solid eight out of ten. Oh, my God. That's a... Ooh, hoopla! Beautiful. Hoopla! Hoopla! I love it. That's a that's a hooptastic <laughs> rating right there. Andy, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I I wouldn't give this episode an eight, but I I would say a six and a half or a seven. I'll go with seven for the positivity here. He yeah. Chris removed there we the, the go. acting, and uh, let's be honest, this is the best, most well casted show or potentially mm-hmm. property in the MCU so far. Whoa! I, I I believe that this has the best cast top to bottom and i'm going back i'm i'm probably gonna regret this here in a bit i think you but definitely are, will regret this but if you're talking to you. such a big fan of ben mendelson and this mm. out ta- the talos and, and nick fury and sonia fallsworth i love gravit the actor uh and uh for gravic as well kingsley um just uh, top to bottom, obviously, Amelia Clark. Once again, I hope she stays around and we get to see her in the future. If they do kill off that character, I will be slightly disappointed. But if they bring back the human version, they can do so many things in this storyline. Yeah. So I'm excited for episodes four through six. Um, I'm glad that they took a risk, the risk um, on this storyline. Um, it's so much different than what we've seen in phase four to date. Um, and, you know, I love a good spy thriller. That's why uh, Winter Soldier is in my top three favorite MCU films. Um, so love this episode. Not as much as the first two. It was a bit convoluted. You, you've all talked to it. But I'm so excited for episodes four through six. It's going to be great. 
Second half of the season coming up. Hopefully they crush it and answer some questions. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, you guys have heard me complain about this episode, the whole podcast episode. So <laughs> I'll just come out and say it. I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10 for this Oof. episode. Oof. I just I couldn't Oof. get into it. I was bored the whole time I was watching it, and I forgot what happened Ooh. as soon as I turned the TV off. Oh. Not that I think the right. show is bad. I think this right. has the potential to, once we learn any information, you know, we just need to learn one Any. thing to be true and then you go back and everything that's happened in the first three episodes all of a sudden makes sense and you can follow the logic of what the writers are going for and that will you know maybe next week ask me again and i'll rate episode three a nine out of ten sure but right now with the information we have after having watched that episode not very interested five out of ten but i do have hope for how they finish out this season bring it home strong answer all the questions tie everything together new revelations every minute of the next three episodes would be beautiful do we see the marvel in before the show concludes that's i hope not because they'll just kill everybody <laughs> they're too strong <laughs> okay. well not not in a fighting sense but you know as maybe a reference or a call to maybe or... an end credits yeah yeah okay. okay i think we need more for the sh- of the show to talk about that George. thank you all for tuning into this episode of the hero hoopla podcast we'll be back next week with episode four of secret invasion and every week after that talking about all sorts of crazy cool hoopla stuff so follow us on twitter instagram everything to stay up to date with what we're doing and now as we end every episode of the hoopla podcast it is time for the moment of highest hoopla and i hope that andy has a quote for us Due to my technical difficulties, I do have a quote, but it's from Sonia. As Sonia said, oh, actually, that's not the one. That's not the one. No, (laughs) not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, what do you think about the... Give us your highest hoopla. I got to give the highest hoopla? I've I've got mine ready. I can can give the highest hoopla. Uh, As we end every episode of the Hoopla Podcast, it is time for the moment of highest hoopla, and Andy doesn't want to do it this week, so I'm going to do it instead. The quote of the episode, as Nick Fury said while discussing his retirement with his wife, I've never cared much for golf, so I'm thinking I might take up revenge. Let's go! Great line. Great line. Great line. Bye. Bye. Can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? Yes. There he is. (laughs) What did you think about Gaia's death? Are you okay? We're we're oh god. Oh man! I quit the podcast. We should publish this one as is. <laughs> no edit. Just, just this is us, full fledged and raw. This is how we do it. We'll keep Jake six hours oh. of recording overnight as the start of the episode. <laughs> oh God! Oh, hold on. Oh my god. I'm going to just reset <sighs> Discord.